Hey all, welcome to Training with Casey. I'm Casey Cover, your host. And recently, Ivan Balabanov on uh, Training Without Conflict was talking with Dr. Jennifer Zalates. And they talked about a project that I did a long time ago in around 1990. And this project is where we started the intermediate bridge. And here's why. There was a swine unit for breeding pigs at the University of Maryland. And by law, the pigs have to be monitored for brucellosis and pseudo rabies and maybe other diseases. And for whatever reasons, the vets chose to draw the blood samples to do this from the vena cava. And in a minute, I'm going to show you a video of this process. And the video will cover two aspects of it. The way that they were doing it when I first arrived there and the way they developed to do it later on. And we did this work together. So they're, they're gonna have to take a blood sample from the vena cava. That's a five inch deep stick. And there are minimal landmarks. In other words, whoever's collecting the blood has to have a deep knowledge and a feel for where that blood is. I used to actually do that job and I can't even explain it. It's almost like you just go to the blood. I mean, you know about the anatomy and so on, but you just tune into the animal for a minute, get really quiet because you don't want to upset the animal. You want them to just be able to do this smoothly and cleanly. And then you go into the area and you collect the blood. Now, there is a special problem that can happen with blood collected at this site. And if, you know, something causes the needle to nick the vagus nerve, it can be damaging. It can even be fatal, although it's extremely rare. So for this reason, we do not want the animal to feel any uncertainty. We don't want them to feel like they want to move or definitely that they need to move. And we don't encourage them to move because we wanna keep that collection platform very stable. So, spoiler alert, when you watch this, you're gonna see the previous way, then you're gonna see the new way and you're gonna see the tech holding a container of flat orange soda. Okay, these pigs love flat orange soda. But before you go out and buy some for your pig, I thought it was because these guys just happened on to the latest, greatest things for pigs. But what it was instead is that they had a vending machine there. And the vending machine stocked orange soda, which was their favorite. 
So they would drink orange sodas all day long and forget to finish them. And so they would sit around and when they, you know, got discovered again, the guys would give them to the pigs who loved this. And I think they loved it more because the guys, you know, it came from the guys and the guys loved it because I went all over the country, all over the world and offered flat orange soda to pigs. And they were like, what? Yeah. So we are the reinforcer. Uh, actually, we are the reward. A reinforcer is a more specific thing. All right. So let's get back to this story. So why? Because they had to monitor these pigs for um, these diseases. Why the vena cava? That I'm not sure of, but it caused us to need to be really careful and stable with how we took the blood. And that brings us to another point. How can you relieve an animal of a sense of, you know, um, impatience, anticipation, worry, uncertainty about something like getting blood drawn? I myself find it difficult sometimes to sit for a blood draw. And I'll ask the staff, you know, could you give me just a moment, please? I need to look away. <laughs> All right. So this is where I developed the intermediate bridge because we wanted to make sure that the animals were confident as they waited because they had to stay on that target while the person got everything prepared and then made the puncture to collect the blood, collected the blood, removed everything, and then released the pig. So how did we do this? Well, generally, the way it was previously done is people used a snare similar to those used by dog catchers. And they would put the snare around the muzzle of the pig and then hold the pig steady with the head up so the vet had a clear view and access to the vena cava area. Well, the pigs screamed their heads off. They were really upset by this. But we were pretty certain that it's not because it was so painful. How would you prove that? And we proved it, to my satisfaction at least, here. Because we taught this entire group of pigs to voluntarily donate blood. Okay, so you're going to see that they are free to come or go. The technician is right in the area with the pig. And if you look carefully over the shoulder of the technician, you're going to see another pig patiently waiting for his turn. Check it out. Okay, so 
how long did it take to train these pigs to do this? How long do you think it would take? If you had to teach an animal to voluntarily stand for you to plunge a five inch needle into the vena cava and keep it there long enough to collect mm, like 20 mLs of blood probably, maybe 50. In any case, a bit. How long would that take you? Have you taught your dog to do anything like this? If not, why not get busy, right? If we can do it, you can do it. You've got, you've got a pet, a closer relationship than we're usually able to have with animals uh, in a farm setting. Okay, so I'm gonna spoiler alert this here. It took an average of 60 minutes per animal. And that was administered in three to five minute training sessions, two to four times a week for about two and a half weeks. And did we have any problems? Thank you for asking. Yes, we did. <laughs> they all wanted to be first. And so we had to teach them. They had to be taught to wait for their names. And remember that little pig that's behind the tech's shoulders? That is exactly what he's doing. And since they understood it, they were just great about it. They were not impatient. They were not rude. They didn't bother the other animal. They just cooperated. Do you see a difference? Okay, so I'm asking you that. Let's go look at it. All right, here's the previous way, the old way. There's nothing painful about that, but she doesn't like it, does she? And the little piglets all get away from her. And they're all exposed to those stress biochemicals. There we go. And here is a different way. Okay, folks, how long? How long do you think it took to do this? 60 minutes. And now let's take a look. Autofocus. Okay. Okay, we're going to do it again because that little pig behind the tech is very quiet and hard. There he is. Okay, you see him right here. Do you watch my cursor? Okay, watch for a second and he'll move. Okay, the computer's buffering. Ian, see his little ear pop up? There you go. So, 
I wrote myself some notes here. Uh, Dr. Zalig said training is mental health care. Mental health care. And I think this is pretty compelling evidence because this pig is cooperating in exactly the same procedure that we just saw previous to this. And look at the difference. This pig is not distressed. Now, let me clarify something because some people erroneously think that this pig is being fed here. And if you go through and play it on your own again, you will see that the level of liquid in this bottle does not change. So I'll admit the pig is trying to suck the liquid down, but it's not being administered. And the reason that there is this setup is, do you notice that instead of having three staff members required to do this, Benny Aretz has honed this process and he's doing it all by himself. So he needs to be able to target the pig, that's focus her and keep her uh, position as well as her attention in one place. So he's using this Nalgene bottle as a target, but also he will, at the end of everything, use it to reinforce the pig's cooperation. So then he will squeeze it. But remember, he doesn't want her to move. He doesn't want her to swallow. So he's not giving it now. And you notice how quiet it is. So as I mentioned before, we were pretty confident that it wasn't the puncture for the blood because we collect blood from lots of different animals and that just that isn't the problem. Usually the problem is the intrusion, the violation. The When I say violation, nobody's trying to violate the animals, but these animals are intelligent, conscious beings. And go figure, they think they should have a vote. They should be able to decide whether or not they cooperate with things like this, whether what happens with their own body. So um, in order to help this pig to stay steady, um, we train this behavior using an intermediate bridge. And that sounds like this, good. Well, back then it sounded like good, 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 good. Or X, that's what it was. That's literally what it was, X. X, X, because we wanted something that was not conversational, right? And now it would sound like this. Here, okay, so here I modulate the bridge to tell the pig that we're getting closer to the end, right? And oh, it isn't what people think it is. So the first clarification is the pig is not being lured, period. There is no bribery involved here. There's the presence of the food, but the practice tells the pig that you're not going to get food right this minute. Doesn't stop her from trying, but uh, there is no um, 
practice of giving food during this procedure. And let me say that I have done this with many different kinds of animals, you know, maybe different spots for collecting the blood and so on, but this same process. And it just doesn't require food. All right. We do use food as a reinforcer, but we definitely do not use food to distract the animal and try to lure it to allow us to do this. As a matter of fact, doing that is very, very bad for your relationship. Why wouldn't it be? It's treacherous. You say, oh, you want some food? What a nice animal. Don't mind me while I stick a five-inch needle in your gullet. Okay, so how did we do this? We did it with the intermediate bridge and the terminal bridge. So good, 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 good is the intermediate. Good is the terminal where the animal's done. And you notice how sharp I am when I say that. That is by design. Okay, we use information. We demonstrate every step of this to the animal before we do it. We show them all the equipment that's being used, all the substances. We show them on uh, often on our own bodies, like even puncturing my own skin saying, ouch, I don't want that to be a surprise to the pig that this may sting a little bit. So we just show them. And then after we have told them everything about it and let them familiarize themselves with all the different parts. I And then we demonstrate it. We will then teach them in small progressive steps. The animal never has to overcome fear or anxiety because it never arises. The pig goes voluntarily at the level of its own comfort. You notice there is no halter or collar or lead or snare or cage. You can see a cage barrier, but this is simply the area that this pig lives in, okay? And these uh, panels were short enough that the guys could just step over them and the pigs apparently couldn't. So that is what we had. Now here's what we didn't do. There is no trial and error. This is not standard operant conditioning where you stand there and wait for the animal to happen to do something that's more like what you want. In 1990, when I worked at the University of Maryland, I was trying to explain this process developed by marine mammal trainers. And they asked me to go do a literature review, which I did. And to my amazement, in operant conditioning, I could find zero references to using targets to teach animals. What? That's ridiculous. Because we were very proficient. We can speak with targets very fluently similarly to the way people speak with sign language. It's very rich and informative and smooth and it's great stuff. But the operant conditioning community 
the experimental psych people and so on. The only type of target they talked about was the target manipulandum in the little Skinner box. So in other words, the lever that the rat or the pigeon had to hit in order to activate the food hopper. All right. So that's different, right? It's like, okay, I want, I want some food. It's like you hit, hit the soda vending machine. If you put your quarter in and nothing comes out, I want some food. And they hit this lever and when they were in the training phase, food would come down. And this isn't like that at all. This is, okay, will you please do this first and then this and then this and then this. And then I'll be happy to pay you. So there was no trial and error. There was no food during the actual procedure. And there actually wasn't any desensitization or counter conditioning. Okay, so what exactly is desensitization? Desensitization is where something that causes you uh, some level of tension, you know, the need to adapt, bothers you in your daily life. But because of repeated exposure, you are able to cope with it. I have a great example for you. When I came to live in Virginia Beach, all of a sudden, there were fighter jets flying overhead all the time. Now, I had grown up with this, and I loved it, but I was not prepared. And the first time a fighter jet went overhead, I thought for sure it was going to fall on the house. It sounded so close. We were right next to Oceana Air Base, so they probably weren't that close. We could see the little machinery underneath the plane very clearly. So after a while, I didn't even notice them going overhead. That's desensitization. Now, counter-conditioning is where you take something that has one effect on an animal and you either change that effect that it has, you change the effect that that trigger has, or you make that trigger a cue for another behavior, okay? So you condition against the original fearful response, but we never had a fearful response. We didn't have to overcome any fear at all. We just had to teach gently, logically, compassionately, thoroughly. And for the same reason, we didn't have any desensitization. There was nothing that painful involved. And, you know, it's like um, when you learn to get blood tests done, did they sit there and stick you 20 times so you get used to the needle coming in? No, because it brings other problems, right? You would get tenderness, you get holes in your veins, you would get sore spots, you get bruises. No, this is not a place for desensitization. 
It's a place to do it right from the beginning, not to create problems that you then have to overcome. And guess what? It's easy to do it right. Okay, so what else we don't have here is we don't have any fear. Okay. And what we do have is anticipation. That's why all the pigs wanted to be first. And that's why this other little guy is waiting right behind Benny to get his chance next. Okay, now I'll bet there's other things you could say about this whole process. And I would love to see what you observe because uh, the ability to astutely observe and discern is absolutely critical, critical for excellence in animal training. There's so much to see here. I've told you some of the features that I think are really important. I would love to hear what else you see and, you know, what else you think. Like, could you make it even better? Do you think we need to have that liquid held over that animal's head? Um, have you done this? All of these things. So this is a love story because they had a fast, proficient way to do this, but they weren't satisfied. These people really cared for these pigs. They loved these pigs. In one case, one of the guys had to jump in and give a pig artificial resuscitation, which he did without hesitation. He did not want anything to happen to that pig until its time came. So they loved their animals. And so they strove to find a better way to care for them. And I was so privileged to be part of their journey. This is how it usually is in managed care. We've had detractors who are trying to manipulate people's emotions to turn them against having animals in society with people, making it seem that all pet ownership is cruel, that animals are better off dead. If you don't think they're saying this, you need to go read the fine print because HSUS, PETA, they've all come right out and said that they are not about saving the lives of animals. They're about removing animals from being with people. Well, I can tell you that as with this pig right here, where there is no restraint on this pig to do this behavior. And you've seen me many, many times working with my horses, dogs, and they're in open situations you know, on the stable where the gates open and they could run away or um, in the yard and there's uh, the, the dogs, everything can get out of every place. And they don't, they don't choose to leave. Why not? Because we're all family. We all care about one another. We take care of one another. We work together. We live together. We laugh together. We love 
our animals just like you love your animals. So please know that this is what is involved. We work hard to bring the best possible life, the best possible mental health to these animals. And the technique that's used here, perception modification, where we want to change the way this animal looks at the whole process of giving blood, um, that is taught to every animal that's in the um, SATS training program. Okay, we may not teach them to give blood this way, but they're, they all learn to give blood. Okay, let's watch it one more time from beginning to end. And don't forget to watch for that second pig. Here we go, folks. And if you're not uh, watching this on YouTube, you're going to be able to uh, see the link in the notes. Okay, so there's two people involved. And here comes the third person. Okay, let's see how many seconds that was. Okay, that was 34 seconds just to do it the first way. Look how fast it is this way, literally seconds. Okay, that's all there is, folks. Hey, thank you so much. And um, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and share it far and wide. That helps us get the word out. Tell us in the comments, what would you like to see? What other kinds of subjects? What do you think of this? Have you done this? I want to hear from you. I, I love getting to know other trainers and working with them. So we want to hear what you think. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Take care.